Tammy. Casey. How you doing? Hello. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> We're here at IFOC. Yes. Welcome to the conversation, Casey Jackson. I'm Tammy Calais. We're the MI guys. And we've got another question from one of you guys. You've sent Perfect. it in. Thank you. Yes. So thank you. So Casey, this question is from Judy. She's in the Walla Walla, Washington area. Not okay. that far away. Not too far away. So her question is, how do you prevent miscommunications? Uh, well, there's two things I think of when I hear that. The first thing I think of is you can't avoid all miscommunication. It'd mm-hmm. be ideal if we could. Mm-hmm. But one way, the best way to prevent it or avoid it, honestly, I, I think of this we know from you know communication success. We know this from uh, habits of highly su- successful uh, people. Yeah. We know from Dale Carnegie, seek first to understand. Literally, it's the same in motivational reviewing. Yeah. It. it the hardest thing to do, I think, in real communication, in real-time conversation, I, th- I think in professional conversation, we take on a little bit more onus to be professional in our communication and try not to miscommunicate. I think that in personal communication, we tend to be a little bit more egocentric mm-hmm. and we don't put as much onus on ourselves because we just want to talk about how we think and how we feel and yes. share our thoughts and argue about it or yes. you know get into great conversations over coffee about it. Yes. So it tends to be a little more egocentric. One way to avoid miscommunication or prevent it is literally to step inside somebody else's reality without judgment. That, hard to do. That sometimes. is incredibly hard to do. So it's how you can avoid miscommunication because you are listening to what their worldview is. Once I understand, once I step inside your brain mm-hmm. and understand how your worldview is, then I know more effectively how to communicate a, you know, in a way that doesn't generate a lot of tension or anger or frustration on your part. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you and I will be on the same page, mm-hmm. but at least I know how you're looking at the situation. Yeah. And, when I, and especially when I don't assume how you're looking at it, which is what we tend to do is make a lot of assumptions in communication, mm-hmm. which is where a lot of miscommunication comes from. Yes. Is based on assumption. Yes. So in this, in this way, so of, it is. Yeah. And, in, and in this way of communicating, I'm trying to just step inside your reality. And if I can step inside your brain and go, oh, that triggers insecurity for her. Or when it gets talked about that way, it really makes her angry and upset. She gets really defensive about that. Yeah. And I can see why she gets angry and upset about that. Yeah. I don't agree with her, yeah. but I can see why she gets angry and upset. So when I go from that perspective, I can almost talk about it from your worldview. And then you can correct if I'm inaccurate in your worldview. And when you can correct it, then it gives me a better assessment of how your brain is thinking, mm-hmm. which makes it more... Um, aware on my part to not miscommunicate yeah. because I do understand kind of the way you're looking at a situation without stepping all over it unintentionally, which is where the miscommunication or the assumptions come in from. So those are some of the basic things from looking through an MI lens about how I think about miscommunication. Well, and that makes a lot of sense to me too, because again, most people communicate I have a thought in my head, Casey, I need to share this. Exactly. And then, and then they hope does Casey get, I get it? it. I, I'm I get assuming it. Casey gets it. Yeah. Yay! But and if in, I don't get it, then typically you just move on. Yeah. Yeah. And or you want to explain it to you me wanna, so I get it. Yeah. Either way. But again, I'm kind of a visual, so I'm like doing this in my head. But instead, it's communicate, communicating not from my worldview to yours, but communicating from your worldview to mine. That's exactly it. 
And even communicating, the way I like thinking about it too, this is from a visual perspective. It's almost like you and I are sitting here. Yeah. It's almost like you and I sitting on a couch or mm-hmm. love seat together, looking at this huge bay window and looking out there and communicating the things that you see. You may be looking at in the horizon at this gorgeous sunset, mm-hmm. and there may be some kid running in the street that's a car's going to hit because he's chasing his ball. So I can startle you out of what you're looking at. Or there's ways I can go, you like this, but you're not as concerned about this, which makes your brain shift over to there instead of me saying, hey, Tammy, you need to pay attention to this. You're not paying attention to this. I want to slow down on that because that is a huge piece of communication and miscommunications that happen. And that's a great way to direct the conversation without directing it. Right. I, I, yeah, I don't know how else to say that. Guiding Guiding, yeah. Because yes. it's, it's so helpful because it's not that you're, like, to your point... I was just talking with a friend about this other day. It's not that you're ignoring the kid that's about no. to get hit on the no. <laughs> with the ball. It's I'm going to start with where you're focusing, and I'm going to try and bring some awareness to the situation that's happening happening over there. And it, we'll dive really deep, really quick because we're going to keep this brief. Yeah. But I just had all these thoughts about it too, mostly because I just went through learning a lot more about trauma and brain process. Yeah. There's also something about me grabbing your arm and shaking you and saying, Tammy, that kid's going to get hit. As soon as I do that, it causes, it literally causes a trauma response. Anxiety. Anxiety. It also shuts down your executive functioning. Your executive functioning is your decision-making process. So what you hear and what you perceive, literally the pupils of your eyes shift, your brain shifts. You don't hear as comprehensively you hear from a trauma or a crisis response perspective, mm. which sets up fertile ground for miscommunication. But a lot of times when I'm like, come home, slam the door and say, Tammy, is it true you did that? Let me see the checkbook. That's a trauma response, especially when I saw what was in the checkbook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't even live together. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, my Yeah. But as soon as I do that and slam the door, you can predict it is probable there is going to be miscommunication. Or a shutdown. This is, and the shutdown happens, which makes you are not going to communicate as comprehensively because literally your brain goes into trauma or crisis response. Wow. Which means you get, when, when you get attacked, when any of us get attacked verbally, physically, emotionally, psychologically, mm-hmm. when we get attacked, we go on the offensive or we go on the defensive. When we go on the offensive or go on the defensive, there is huge potential for miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Huge potential. Especially when you've got an attacker and somebody's either attacking or going on the defensive, huge potential for miscommunication. So this is why that kind of seek first to understand in motivation, we look at incredibly high empathy, which means leave your worldview, step in someone else's worldview. Mm-hmm. It really reduces the likelihood of miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and resistance. And resistance. And the thing that about this, again, of how it improves effective communication is even if I'm slightly off, as I'm listening to your worldview and I go, oh, this is what you were trying to do and this is what you're struggling with, Yeah, you're either going to go, that's exactly what it was, or you're going to go, well, it was kind of that, but it was more about this. And when she says it's more about this, that gives me more information to be more accurate and not have misinformation mm-hmm. um, or to step on some of the message there. So these are ways to deal with it. And what's so fascinating, communication is fascinating first off yes but what's so fascinating about that is most people get a little concerned about that and they go i don't want to be putting words in their mouth or i don't want to be like 
yeah, putting Good. words in. Good. Yeah. They yeah. should be putting words in their mouth. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's that feeling of, of not wanting to do that when in reality you're not doing that mm-hmm. if you're, you're stepping inside to their world view. Wildly different concept. Yes. Wildly different concept than me trying to say, oh, this is what you're saying, Tammy. Yes. Because it's going to put you on the defensive and you're going to want to what? Spit those words out. Yes. Like, I don't want to have these no, words. No, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm going to get resistant exactly and I'm going to be it. like, excuse me. And now we've just had, what is this conversation about? A big miscommunication. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is so, unfortunately, incredibly common. Yeah. Because we're both talking from our worldviews. Yes. So this is why when we're shoulder to shoulder on this couch or this love seat, looking at this bay window, as I as I state things and listen to how you state things, it helps me adjust, which starts to eliminate some of that miscommunication because yes. then we become on the same page. Even if we don't have the same goals or values in that moment, mm-hmm. at least we're looking at the same landscape through the same lens, mm-hmm. and then we can have a productive conversation. So then it's not based on miscommunication. It's just a respectful difference of opinion or difference of perspective, which has less to do with miscommunication. Yeah. But those things get kind of shoved together and saying, well, we just are not getting along because you're not listening to me. This is, I hear where you're coming from. But I can see why you're seeing it that way. It makes total sense. And this is why I'm looking at it from this angle because this is who I am and how I look at this situation. It's like we can agree to disagree or that makes total sense to me. It's going to take me a while to get there. I need to think about that more. But that's not miscommunication. That's really effective communication. Yeah. It's just disagreement. Well, and to me, that's also going back to the story of you're looking at the sunset and there's a child over there. There's ways you can der- guide the conversation to where we're still respecting what they're seeing, but we're just bringing awareness as to what's happening over there too. Got it. Gosh, it's fascinating. Well, thank you so much for asking the question, Judy. Thank you for answering. And uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Feel free to send any and all questions our way. We're always more than happy to answer them. Because we love providing that communication solution that's going to change your world. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thank you.